I think I remember my manager, Craig, talking about the company and the passion that he carried about the work that happens here was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to work here. Welcome back to the Innovations at Research Park podcast. Tune into our show to hear insightful conversations on what innovations Research Park students, companies, and alumni are creating. My name is Tan Shah, and I'm your host for this podcast. And today, I'll be speaking with Srijit Srinath. He's a data scientist and former intern at Motorola Solutions in the Research Park. The Motorola Solutions Innovation Center opened in 2019 as the company's first innovation facility on a college campus. As a global leader in mission-critical communications, the corporation is dedicated to building command center software, video security solutions, and other mission-critical applications for public safety. They use their research park facility as an incubator for experiments that will eventually propel the company forward. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Tanmay. It's good to be here. So this is an interesting conversation that I think we'll have because, uh, you know, with your journey in the research park, being a former intern and now a full-time employee, I'm sure you have a lot of hidden nuggets of wisdom that you can share with our listeners who may be current students at the University of Illinois who have questions or misconceptions about the research park and are wanting to know more about, uh, you know, what your experience was and what uh, advice you might have for them. So just to kind of kick things off, you know, um, what did you study at, at UIUC and what are you working on now at Motorola? All right. I think um, I'm going to try my best to give the nuggets of wisdom. Uh, I did my master's here in um, School of Information Sciences and Information Management. Um, and right now I'm working as a data scientist. And I, I sort of studied uh, data science while I was doing my master's as well. When you're working as a data scientist now at Motorola, um, I mean that's such a that's such a broad field. There's so many things that go into that into the, that discipline. What are some notable projects that you might have worked on recently? Okay, so one of the most favorite topics that I have that I've I usually talk about uh, the project that I've worked on is the location data analytics. I think this project that I worked on had some real life implications of what whatever products that I was trying to create. So right now, as you know, Motorola Solutions work with public safety um, services. So all the radios that are being used by police officers and um, firefighters, we get location data out of these devices. So I had to um, work on building algorithms um, for specific use cases. And one of my most favorite use cases is emergency backup. So if a police officer um, is going for a particular incident, right? Um, the the way I design my algorithm, would it actually would show the dispatcher which police officer is the closest that's available to give him backup. And uh, so the algorithm uh, pretty much worked in using distance and at the same time other variables that would help in identifying the right set of resources to go and give the emergency backup. Um, another use case that I worked on this project um, was um, on search and rescue. So if there's a child abduction, the tool sort of gave a best canvassing possible, like 
um, what, what it shows is uh, it shows a police officer all the areas they've traversed uh, searching for someone and the areas where they've missed. So this sort of helps them uh, do a search and rescue mission with much more efficiency rather than having how it's usually done is a helicopter goes up and he's directing 20, 30 odd police officers and doing a canvas. And that's usually never the most efficient way. The more the police officers are, the harder it is for him to direct from up high up there. Yeah, absolutely. And that sounds like such a impactful use case uh, that you've had a chance to work on. So um, I want to dive into your internship experience and, and uh, talk about that before we dive into more of the transition that you had to a full-time role. So I'm sure, you know, being a master's student in information science, especially at the University of Illinois, you had a lot of different offers for uh, internship programs. And can you kind of talk about why you chose this particular position at the research park over maybe some competing offers you might have had? I think one of the main reasons for me to choose Motorola was the culture that uh, I was able to get a sense of the culture from right off the interview process itself. It goes back to what I always believed in is building engineering products that have an impact um, or impact on the society. Right? And not a lot of engineering jobs usually have this opportunity. And with Motorola, everything that they build is um, for public safety. Um, and I think that was that was sort of what actually spoke to me. And Research Park is so close to uh, the campus, right? I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to commute to a new city and then set things up there and then do an internship. It just worked out the best for me. Yeah, and you talk about you know that that proximity to the campus and the uh, student body also that you can kind of rely on, uh, whether it's your own friends or maybe friends that you've met through classes, etc. Do students really have a chance to make an impact as interns? I think maybe some some misconceptions about Research Park uh, internships or about maybe internships in general is that they're kind of just, uh, you know, throwaway jobs or throwaway, uh, you know, summer programs that a company might have to offer out of obligation. But I think with Research Park specifically, they do a really good job and really try to emphasize the importance of building your career as an intern first. Um, so can you just maybe kind of speak on some of those maybe highlights about how students are able to make impact? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest thing that Research Park has to offer in terms of internships is innovation, right? Um, the Right off the bat, the products that you get to work in Research Park are things that you're you're actually doing some research. It goes with the name, right? You're doing some research. You're trying to find new possibilities of new features. You're trying to build uh, something that's never been tried across the company. And Motorola is pretty big on giving projects to interns that are impactful or, or it's real world cases. So I've, um, as an example, I worked on one um, resource algorithm that, um, in the first semester I worked here as an intern, I worked on this algorithm that's actually productized now. So it's not like they just give you made up work. I think they give you work because they sort of um, trust you with the responsibility of building this. And uh, and the some of the ideas that you're working on is brand new. No one's done this in the industry and they're actually starting that from scratch. And some of the projects that we have here in Motorola Solutions Research Park are projects where we are trying new business ideas where we can find new ways of revenue. It, it's definitely having some real life implications for sure. 
Yeah. So, you know, whether it's a, a complicated algorithm like what you're making or something uh, along the lines of mobile development or web development, um, there's really a chance for anyone to have an impact regardless of their past experience. Right. So um, I know you you mentioned that you were uh, coming into the university as a master's student. But um, in your experience and your uh, exposure to all the different to the to the student culture and student body at Research Park, can you kind of talk about how uh, this whole spectrum of students ranging from freshmen all the way to PhD can make an impact? I mean, is there is there an opportunity for uh, anyone in that spectrum to come in and have a meaningful experience? All right. So I, I got to work in Research Park even after graduating from university. So I got to lead some of the data science projects here in Motorola Solutions right after I finished my university. So I've led teams where I've had some of the best contributors being freshmen and sophomore. These guys are straight um, fresh in the school and they're actually able to uh, provide such impactful work. I don't think there's any degree that should hold you from innovation. And uh, I think I've actually seen that live happen right in front of my eyes where some of the best ideas that I've got uh, in terms of building a good algorithm or it could be any feature, right? It, it's come from people who are freshmen, sophomore. So there's no um, connection between innovation and the degree that you're doing. If you want to, you you pretty much can give uh, to your job from day one. Yeah, it's all about the the spirit of contributing, right? I think for anyone who's listening who may have that misconception about being a valuable resource, I think any successful internship, if you can walk away with the feeling and the uh, the confidence that you've been able to contribute something and others have found value in what you've done, whether it's the ideas you've contributed, uh, the product you've delivered, or the questions you've asked to get them into thinking a new way, I think all of those things would be reflective of a, a successful internship. Um, and you know, along those lines, as, as being someone in a technical role, what are maybe some of those skills that you found most important from your coursework? that you've applied in your job, whether it's in, as an intern or as a full-timer? Because I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, obviously uh, courses out there in the in the technical spectrum at the university, but uh, I'm sure there are some that come to mind for you that are uh, maybe more valuable that you found uh, for your work experience. Um, okay, for, for this question, I think I'm gonna kind of answer it from a perspective of becoming a data scientist, right? Um, that's sort of the only courses that I did in school and you shouldn't trust me on any software engineering course suggestions only because I haven't done any. I think one of the best things that I was able to learn in school was Python. I think uh, that's sort of bread and butter for a data scientist in Motorola solutions. Everything that we build is built using Python and um, Apart from that, uh, I think I took a lot of courses from the statistics department. I think uh, one of the most important skill set for a data scientist is to have uh, all the stat skills of probability or um, linear algebra or all of these regression uh, analysis that we do is all pure math, right? And some of the courses, I think one of the best courses I did in uh, the university was uh, STAT 448. I think the reason why I liked that course was the professor had this unique way of teaching where he would give you a data set and he would ask you to 
uh, write some sort of question that you want to ask the data set and then you had to work out the answer as well and i think that exercise sort of helped me out in my work as well where usually i get requests where i get just i just get a data set and i need to sort of tell them what it can do and i think this exercise that i did in school directly translated uh, to work as well and i was able to do the same exercise here as well yeah definitely and as a data scientist those are critical skills right so that's definitely um, you know much appreciated from from that perspective. Um, I, I want to kind of talk now a little bit about uh, maybe some preconceived notions that you had about Research Park before actually becoming a part of that community. You know, what are some of those impressions that you had uh, when you were just in uh, a prospective intern? Yeah, I think one of the biggest um, misconception that I had was oh, Research Park um, has the word research in it, so they're doing a lot of um, high technology or um, big problems that are, can be solved with innovation used by all of these complicated methods. And I think one of the things that I quickly learned as soon as I started working here was there everyone working here is learning exactly the way you would be doing it in school. So a lot of the times I worked on projects where you were just given the problem and then you ended up learning the skills to solve the problem on the fly of the job. And I think that's that's something where a lot of students just don't apply to the role thinking, oh, they're asking for all these list of requirements. But end of the day, I think if you show some potential, the uh, proficiency is sort of, I think that's also a big Motorola thing where we care more about your potential as opposed to how good you can write code or proficiency in any of the skill set that you get in school. So the way I could sum this up is very simply, if you want the job and if you're passionate about what you want to do, that's more than enough to get a job at Research Park. And, uh, and it, you kind of have to showcase that as well in your interview process. And uh, uh, not everyone expects you to be a subject matter expert as soon as you come because you're an intern and one part of the internship is the learning process. So no one expects you to know every single thing. I think as long as you know the basics and things that you learn in school, you're you're good to go. And you should apply all the way from freshman down to uh, your senior Right. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't apply because they're freshmen thinking, oh, I might not have the right skill set or I'm not advanced enough. But that might not be true. Yeah. And you discussed the, uh, the interview process. Right. So can you kind of walk us through that application process for the internship, starting from how do you how did you find out about the job all the way to getting the job offer? I think one of the biggest thing with Research Park um, internships is you have the Research Park Career Fair. Uh, I actually didn't know that we had a Research Park Career Fair up until a few weeks before. And I think uh, that was sort of like my biggest avenue to go talk to a lot of the companies in Research Park. And I ended up wa walking up to the booth for Motorola Solutions. And then that's how I sort of um, identified and looked at this company and then understood that I actually want to work here. And I think uh, in, in I, I can talk about the application process that we do here in Research Park Motorola Solutions. One thing is most of how we do communication with the students or how do we identify what kind of candidates do we even want to interview? We do that through going through almost all the career fairs. And I think that's the only way. It's sort of like speed dating. That's exactly what my manager calls it. He's like, 
in two minutes, you know exactly if you want to um, interview this person or not. And most of our interviews are usually based on career fairs. And this is a big takeaway that I got to know after joining the company, because usually every single job has 200, 300 odd applications. How else do you make yourself stand apart from the crowd? You actually go and talk to them about what skill set you have so that they actually remember you. And um, and my my interview process was pretty simple. Uh, I just had a couple of interviews before I got the job. However, we've changed it right now. Uh, now what we usually do is we have one interview where we do both behavioral and technical, and then we have a coding round. Uh, one of the reasons why we have a coding round is not to check how quickly you can solve like a very complicated problem in 20 minutes. We simply want to know if you can write code or not. Coding is the only thing the company doesn't want to teach and everything else apart from coding, we don't mind teaching. Um, so that's sort of the only proficiency you need to have if you want to work in Motorola solutions. But I think one of the biggest um, takeaways from this is that research about career fair is actually useful. I, I don't know why I always thought career fairs were not really useful, but this worked out for me. Yeah, and you mentioned the idea of speed dating, right? And and uh, for the the recruiter to figure out if this candidate is a good fit for that position, but at the same time, it's in my opinion, I think it's a two way street where that conversation at the at the career fair, for instance, is also a good good way for the candidate to find out if that would be a, a suitable company for them to for them to work at or intern at. Can you kind of speak on that experience that you had and how did you kind of evaluate that, you know, Motorola Solutions is the company that that bet, best fits your interests and your skill set? Absolutely. You're definitely right on saying that it's a two-way street. I think uh, just as how, I mean, it's always the, this misconception of um, the recruiter only needs to select as opposed to the student selecting what company he wants to work, right? I think for me, uh, the most, the biggest takeaway was when we had these information sessions during the career fair. I think I remember my manager, Craig, talking about the company and the passion that he carried about the work that happens here was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to work here. And uh, this is something that I've also observed all across the company. Every single person works with this passion of uh, working with public safety. So our whole um, idea is to increase advancing the lifeline, right? So that's sort of um, the culture that sort of attracted me towards Motorola solutions. When it comes to in-house uh, development of a intern or of a full-time employee for a company like Motorola, uh, you mentioned that obviously the, the core programming skills are needed to get in the door. What kind of uh, development or professional skill development does Motorola offer for their interns or for the full-time employees to make sure that they can become truly well-rounded individuals outside of just the technical breadth? I think when I joined here, I just knew coding where I'm building all of these Jupyter notebooks. Um, I never knew how to actually deploy a machine learning algorithm in cloud, or I didn't, I've never worked with Azure or AWS or any other cloud platform. And I think the biggest thing with Motorola Solutions was there's a lot of courses that have been built for the employees and uh, 
that is not just limited to the full-time employees. All interns can do these courses. So, and these courses are sort of tailor-made to use the resources. So if you were to think about how do I deploy a, a CIE uh, pipeline, right? Um, that's something that you can find a course on and you can actually learn this on your own. And I think um, the company, and my manager is really big on, um, you need to keep learning, right? Even if you're a full-timer or an intern. I remember, I remember buying a few Coursera courses and Udemy courses when I was an intern to learn. And uh, he start, sort of still supplies the same resources. So I'm always... I think every few months I buy a new course and I end up learning it. And I don't know if other companies do it, but Motorola Solutions is really big on learning because that's the only way you can keep your employees up to date and they can still be relevant. Definitely. It's it's as much as about getting the, the right candidate in the door as it is about uh, maintaining their professional skill set and giving them the resources to continue to grow uh, and not only be a good contributor for the company, but uh, for society and for the end goal of that company, which in this case is for public safety. Uh, so that's definitely really exciting. Uh, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, um, you know, younger listeners should feel confident about working at Research Park because, um, again, I think that's that's going to be one of the main themes of this episode, right, is that as long as you have the willingness and the uh, enthusiasm to uh, make yourself known and, and, and get comfortable with being uncomfortable with, with a situation, whether it's a technical problem or a business problem that you've never seen before, uh, that'll that'll really force you to grow and uh, and contribute uh, and and really make an impact, uh, which is amazing. Once you went to the career fair and once you uh, applied for the job, you went through the through the interview process, and you and you finally got that offer. What was that uh, initial onboarding phase like for you as an intern? Uh, you know, what was that experience for, or actually getting into the research park and and uh, you know, getting onto the campus? I think, I mean, one of the best parts for Research Park is the proximity to university is, I mean, it's so easy to get here. And Motorola was very, very nice on having the the smoothest onboarding process. I've done, uh, I've done, I've worked before, but I, I've never had such a smooth onboarding process. And they make you feel comfortable, right? They understand that you're you're in school or there are things that you would need. Um, so th- th- this is this is the interesting challenge. For an intern coming into the company, there are times where they don't necessarily know what kind of questions and what kind of help they need. And Motorola Solutions was very nice enough to identify all of these questions beforehand. And they would they would give me the information. And then that's when I would realize, oh, this is a question I should be asking, right? Uh, that sort of comfort is something that the it, it comes down to the company culture, it comes down to the university culture, and it also comes down to the ma- kind of managers here. And almost all the site directors in Research Park, are they, they empathize a lot with the students. So they understand uh, what it is, uh, it is to work here, and they also ensure that they keep the students comfortable and at the same time are giving them a challenging environment for them to actually be able to contribute something big. 
Absolutely. And I'm guessing that's one of the reasons why you converted uh, or stayed at, at Motorola uh, after you finished your internship and after you graduated. So what was that process like for you, uh, that transition from being an intern to being a full-timer? I'll be honest with you. I think it, it, I'd never actually got a, what do you say, a holiday period between the time I finished my internship to when I started full-time. I think it was absolutely immediate, but that's also because I chose to do it. And uh, one of the reasons why I did not want to stop working is the work, right? It's just, it's so rich. The kind of opportunities that you're getting here um, is so rich that for me, the the decision to work in Motorola Solutions was purely based on the experience I had as an intern. Um, some of the things, it, it's not always work hard, you keep uh, doing courses or you keep studying and you're applying it back at work. We've, ha- I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard, but Motorola is really big on parties. I think one of the biggest things that we had, we had I mean, this this might sound outrageous, but Motorola threw an unofficial party, right? We ended up booking the entire ground floor of Murphy's and we had a party, right? And that kind of environment, right? The culture where you're encouraged to work hard and at the same time, you're encouraged to have fun. There've been times where my manager walks up and he's like, you've been here for too long. It's okay to take a break. Let's go play ping pong. Or um, my manager is really big on ordering lunch every week or dinner every week so that it, it sort of attracts the students to come in. And I, I was a student, so I can tell you the, the biggest way to win a student's heart is food. And my manager does an excellent job in we, we order lunch and dinner once a week. And that's sort of a tradition that from the time I started as an intern till now where I'm working full-time, that tradition has not stopped. That's awesome. I, I'm getting hungry just hearing that. So out of all the the talking points we've had in this podcast episode about your experience as an intern, about the impact you've had the chance to create, about your transition to a full-time employee, what is the most important takeaway that you would like for fellow students or, or younger students, you know, whether they're freshmen, sophomore, all the way to PhD, what is what is a, a key takeaway that you would like them to have from our conversation? I, I think, I mean, um, it's as simple as don't judge a book by its cover, right? Um, don't not apply thinking you're not good enough for the job. You will be surprised on some of, you will be surprised if your resume is picked and they want to interview you. So you don't decide that you are not good enough. Let the recruiter do that. And and at the same time, it's not always everyone's expecting a subject matter expert, someone who's done so many years of experience in cloud and we need someone who's an amazing engineer. No, I think one, one important takeaway is continue learning, but at the same time, um, you can learn through research part. For me, what, what helps me more is rather than learning courses, it's applying in real life, right? You're, you're, you're able to take this conceptualized idea and actually create a product that could be used by a lot of people. That opportunity, I think you only get in Research Park because you're, every company here calls themselves an innovation lab and some of the technologies and some of the projects they're working on 
not everyone in the in their in the main company actually get to work on these ideas so don't stop don't keep yourself from applying and i think you need to try research park before you know whether it is your cup of tea or not that's well put well that's all i got i really appreciate you coming on the podcast and for our listeners the summer internship applications are open right now on the research park job board not only for motorola for any other company uh, and you can find those at researchpark.illinois.edu slash careers I would also greatly appreciate if you can subscribe to this podcast and maybe tell two friends about it. Um, And besides that, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.